Hi guys. What's up, Crap? Good morning, compadres. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing real good. Hey, um, did y'all see this story? I don't know exactly where in South Carolina it happened, but I think it was it was in our state. There was some lady that was putting screws in candy bars. Nah, I didn't see. Like, like legitimately, like she was putting like little tiny bolts or screws or something in candy that she was given to kids total misunderstanding as it turns out this 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 woman has been flogged in the public square for you know trying to to taint the uh, chocolate of children but her husband told her to get some chocolate covered nuts and she just misunderstood i mean (laughs) bolt nut screw that's not much difference really i can understand if you're not attuned to the world of Fixtures, some, some um, sort of threaded apparatus. A, thre- a, a threaded sharp apparatus of some variety. Polis, huh. <laughs> <laughs> haven't you always wanted a monkey? Um, hey Spartanburg and surrounding areas, welcome back into this week's edition of the Piedmont Pick'em Show. After a brief two-week hiatus brought about by forces outside our control. Travis was uh, applied for the new special teams coach Couldn't in Texas. possibly get here. Could not <laughs> get here. Got too much to do. I'm covered up. Um, yeah, we're back. So, welcome to the first round of the playoffs. Woo-hoo-wee. We're going to preview some matchups, pick some games, make our prediction, carry on with foolishness, and then hopefully go on about our day in a productive manner. Though uh, I seriously doubt it. I don't see that happening at all. So, hey. I'm trying to stall while Jamie drags out that loud music that he plays every week. You know what? I'm about tired of your complaining. Hmm? Up the production values, cha-cha. I offer, I, I offer solutions. Yo, no. I said, hey, let's let's use your rec room. Oh, you went, no, that is it's, not. It's dirty. That's not. It's not. It's not now. And here we still are at the at the breakfast table. Well, I don't live here. We could record the show in the bathroom. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would sound better. You probably. Right. We wouldn't have to pause. You know, I could just be like. I didn't know who was living because in the Suddenly you just hear nowadays. water hitting water in the background as we discuss the right. the intricacies right. of Blacksburg v. Abbeville. Good to have you again this week, <laughs> Mr. Blanchard. Thanks for stopping by. Right. Well, those are fun shows. Yeah. <sighs> I miss those days. Yes, when uh, former four horseman Tully Blanchard was on the phone with us and urinated twice during the conversation. Right. Before Ewoks ruled the world. Yep. That was a fun time. Hey, now I don't have to talk over the music anymore. Anyway. I like dealing with a four-year-old. Going to make picks and predictions. Mm-hmm. And to get us started, here's a man who thinks that a backfield trap catches just the kind of girls that did it for fur. <laughs> My good friend and a great all-around American, he's Travis Jenkins. I said that was stupid. Backside trap. Backside trap. Stepped on my own uh, punchline there. You stepped on your oh own. Oh my God! there. Right. Pole assassin. <laughs> hey, thanks. But you'll have to take that uh, backside trap uh, comment that Jed just said with a grain of salt because he thinks that beating the spread is okay if the spread didn't give you money like you're supposed to have. <laughs> and maybe she should have just ate the cake. <laughs> you need to do two things: uh, so sing Nutbush City Limits and have, my money. And have Ike's money. 
Not bush eleven. But not bush ten. <clears throat> All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the playoff edition of the Piedmont Pick'em Show on the 13 turkeys and 15 beers. What do we call it? Big old turkey, big old turkey, turkey and 13 beers. beers. Big old turkey and 13 yeah. beers. Yeah, courtesy of Daredevil Scores. Daredevil Scores on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Actually, it probably scores in his house. Hell! I don't know if he's doing a web stream or not. He might have an OnlyFans page you could check out. I'm not sure. He'd have to let us know. But he's definitely on Twitter, and he definitely puts scores there, or or his wife Sarah does. A friend of ours says she's going to open an OnlyPans page, which is just her giving cooking lessons. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyPans. Just, yeah, just log on and watch her cook. OnlyPans.com. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. OnlyFans said, we're taking off all nudity. I mean, well, they've pretty much right. lost all their business. Uh, perhaps I don't understand your own business model. <laughs> Do you own newspapers? <laughs> I must, it what must is be. it that you're doing? Who owns them, Gannett? <laughs> right. <Jeez. laughs> Right. <laughs> what what in the USA today going on? <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you uh, boys have a good Halloween? Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Did you have any trick or treaters? We had we had probably. Uh, I, I was um, sequestered in the bedroom watching the Braves. Yeah. Which because they won when I was in there had to continue. Right. Didn't work out so well Sunday, but you know I heard the, the doorbell ring probably a dozen times. We had a we had a handful of trick or treaters. We had two. Nah. We had about thirty-five. Actually, God, what a the kids are so lazy now. Kid, well, it's not only get the out kid. and work, get out and work for the candy kids. Come on, it's not that. It's not well, the kids are lazy. I'm going I, to. We go into the Tonka Twee. Right. It's mamas and daddies <laughs> talking yeah. to trunk or treat and wondering what daddy's Halloween on. Halloween's on Halloween. Yeah. All Hallows Eve is on October the thirty-first. Yeah. Every year. Mm-hmm. Well, there's what day we trick or treating on Halloween. On Halloween. There, there's a chance you could go to the special team coach of Texas's house you could, too. and get bitten by a monkey. You, <laughs> you get bitten by a monkey. Could. For those who haven't seen that story, look that up. Texas special teams coach. Just look up uh, pole monkey assassin. and pole assassin, <laughs> and um, or back to what we was just saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could uh, have kids trick or treat on the the day designated for it, which is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. It's always no, October thirty first. Sure does. Sure it's not the last day that is convenient for you in October. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so could we just start making trick or treat whenever? Right. Yeah, October 17th right. is going to be Halloween. When are we going trick or treat? July the 5th. <laughs> right, right after the fireworks. Yep. <laughs> People, man. Man, we used to we used to work for the candy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and we would uh, coordinate. You'd talk to other trick or treaters, like who had the good candy? Who's, you know, who's. Who's being a D-bag and giving out toothbrushes? But then who's giving out like whole bags of candy? Who's giving out whole bars of candy? Like big, whole, full-size Hershey bars and stuff. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. Putting you on the spot. Uh-huh. Most esoteric, only you got it, Halloween costume you ever wore. Go. Uh, I've only won war, worn one like that. Go. Um, I wore a, a hoodie. I wore Chuck Taylors with mm-hmm. the with no with no laces, sagging pants, and I taped Tootsie Rolls to uh, my shirt. Yeah, I was a candy wrapper. <laughs> ah. All right, Jamie, go. I I can't think of one off the top of my head right in a second. Ninth grade, 
me and my buddy had to take our siblings who were three and a half years younger than us. Right. So they were in the sixth grade. And we felt like we'd dress up. Uh, T-shirt, Magic Johnson Lakers jersey, blue jeans, Converse, dad's old army jacket. I was Fletch. Nice. Oh, Two people alive got that. That was me good. and Chevy Chase. If he saw it, if he saw it, that that's great. On. Oh, that's oh, that's quality. No, most of the um, the Halloween costumes I would have worn when I was little were those like plastic ones mm-hmm. with the plastic. Fa- that doesn't fit your face. <laughs> no, it doesn't fit your face. But the other thing is, like, okay, your mom would say, "Hey, you're going to be Batman mm-hmm. this year. I got you a Batman costume. Oh, great!" And it's that plastic thing in a box, right? And what it really is is. It's like a trash bag, basically, right. that was vaguely the color of Batman's um, attire with a picture of Batman on the chest, because that's totally how Batman dressed was, right. with a picture of himself on his chest. Right. I'm Batman. Have I mentioned I'm Batman? Holy crap. Is that the most flammable material in the history of the world? No question. I didn't wear very many of those. I was Joe Montana one year. Yeah. I was Sting one year, the wrestler, not the bassist. Right. Although the bassist would have been a good... That would have been uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that would have been... I would have encouraged people not to stand so close to me. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Sammy's not participating in the Halloween fun. No, he's not. Did you not, do your people not celebrate Halloween? <laughs> I, I was busy this Halloween. Like, but you, you, you've, you've, you've yeah. contributed nothing right. to the Halloween discussion. You did have Halloween well, I was, I was, I was reading, I was looking at the levels of the volume. Okay. Just because Jed has. I thought maybe you found some. Uh, I thought maybe you found some, found some video on a pole assassin right. or something. Oh, well, well there's some out there. Yep. Actually, for his old Jerry Springer episode with pole assassin, apparently. Yeah. To which question? Is I he, wanted, now is that guy a good? Is he a good special teams coach? I mean, I, I, we, we, we're glossing over the fact that the this Texas coach who was a special teams coordinator or something who left his family for a stripper named Pole Assassin and then was bitten by her monkey. No, the, no another the person treat was bitten Another her. person was bitten by the monkey. Is he like a good special teams coach? Do we know? I don't know. Like, does his team... He coaches for Texas, so odds are no. Okay. Well, like... like I bet Sarkeesian was really... Have they had... Um, like, have they run any kicks back or anything? Uh, not that I know Have of. they won a game on the last second field goal? Mm, don't think so. Really? So no happy ending that you're aware of? <laughs> No. <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face and I couldn't. so <laughs> pleased with himself. I know. I know. <laughs> Let him have it. So pleased with himself. Uh, hey. Well, it's funny though, they come out of the tunnel. <laughs> 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 gentlemen, the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Welcome, welcome to the field. The Texas Longhorns. Oh God! Yeah. There's never been a song that goes like that in in, in the history nah. of music. And Travis's. <laughs> Maybe at scooters. Maybe at, yes, I would think at at. Scooters. And it's funny that you know, UT's in Austin, which is like the name of half of the ladies that would. <laughs> Or Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's spelled A U S T Y N. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You know what the craziest thing is? When I first saw that story, I went, wait a minute. What now? <laughs> yeah, no. Who shot who in the what? Now? The monkey just puts it over the top to me. That that's just like the Well, 
the monkey was apparently from what I read was part of her her show <laughs> that's plenty okay. right. yeah I was going to say you know what even I at this point right. have I'm the good sense to yeah to just nope to just right. walk away it's as far as we're acknowledge going it and walk away even though I'm on steroids even the, I have not the good the steroids. Yeah, now if anybody notices a change in my demeanor, because normally I'm very level-headed and uh, right, serious the in the way I comport myself on this uh, little podcast. But, um, yeah, I had some allergic reaction to something, and I'm on steroids, and it's making me hyper. Maybe, Woo! maybe we should cover that. <laughs> There's not much to uh, cover on that front. I had a, never had an allergic reaction to anything in my whole life, and then I did Saturday. And what were you doing Saturday? I was eating an apple cider donut and drinking some apple cider. And then I was suddenly I had hives all over me. It was not fun. Maybe it's the cider. And maybe it's well, I've never been allergic to apples or cider before, so I don't know what would happen there. It was weird and not fun at all. And now I'm on steroids. Steroids. You know, if you know how those work, you know, they, they start you with like a big dose and they step you down over a course of like five or six days. Sunday when I took the first batch was, was I had to take six of those things. It was very much like Beavis turning into Cornholio. That's very <laughs> much the change in, that took place. I was just like Johnny Truck Stop Speed, just bouncing off the walls. God, boy, I wish I'd called you then. Yeah. So mm. I wish a, I wish you'd had those on Saturday actually for a Clemson game and then yeah, been texting. Oh, I was no, I was I was doped up on a mega dose of uh, Benadryl during the Clemson game. I I, I was. I barely remember anything. I, can, uh, I vaguely remember us winning at the end, but that's about all I can tell you. That must that explains why it's so little text messages. Yes, it does. That, it does, yes, because I was out of and my And that skull. most of them could be read on the air if we chose mm-hmm. to. If you actually chose to, yes. So, uh, real quick, playoffs start this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where will everyone be on Friday? I honestly haven't decided yet. Okay. I'll be at District 3 Stadium in Rock Hill. Palatial District 3 Stadium. Jamie will be wearing out Highway 5 yet again. Right up there near that place. Hey, you know, it's actually (laughs) District 3 Stadium is catty corner from a place that Pole Assassin might actually appear, now that I think about it. I knew that was coming. And Chili Bean might be in the audience. Chili Bean. (laughs) Or is he... Would he be able know. to? I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure if he's a guest of the state. Would that be a not. part? Of, would that be a Texas recruiting trip? It might be. <laughs> well, I mean, the Northwestern does have some good athletes. They might want to. People always get mad when I say this, and it's it's uh, really has nothing to do with anything. But District Three Stadium's kind of a dump. It's a dump. No, it's not kind of a dump. It's a dump. And it's that like this is where you're making your two legacy prestige programs, the long timers. They have to share that dump, and everybody else in York County has a palace. Right. I mean, they've got elevators in the press box and field turf and jumbotrons and. Well, didn't they not? I thought they had field turf and luxury seats. Now. They they may. I think they, they did. did. I think they, they did, did put yeah. finally put put it in there too. But it's just it's in a crappy neighborhood and it's a dump. It is a dump. And it's not even a dump like a lovable old dump. No, not with charm. That has some degree of charm to it, like. You know, like an, you know, there are some old stadiums. They're a little dumpy, but they have some charm to them. Nixon Field. Well, my I'll question, say it at, sure. the, at the risk of the blue seats coming for me. Nixon Field. Yeah. My question about that is, how do they get by with Northwestern and Rock Hill still having to share a stadium that's when everybody of, else has their own? That's that's a good question. Yeah. 
seems like maybe uh, Northwestern Rock Hill might say something about it, but York certainly got money. Got the Panthers coming in. Maybe they'd help you out. I don't know. You think Northwestern went dibs? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and I think they get first call at this point. But uh, anyway, so uh, so you'll be there. Mm-hmm. Bowling Springs will be uh, facing Northwestern. Yep. Which will be um, – I'm sorry. So where are you going? Um, I think I'll be at uh, Chester v. BHP. Look, BHP got hot in the region. Um, yeah. I, I know they've lost a couple. They lost to Wren 41-40. to 40. Yep, they did. And then they lost to Daniel last week. But, you know, so does everybody else at Daniel sure. played. Um, I think that's a good game. I think BHP Chester's going to be a good game. I do, too. I, th- I think that has the potential to be a, good, a really good game. Um, uh, BHP, from what I've read, has a tendency or, or, or did for a good chunk of the season to turn the ball over oh, yeah. frequently. Yeah, they did. And – um, like they, I think they've thrown double-digit interceptions. Um, I don't know if they've cut back on that, but they don't throw the ball much, really. Uh, they, they've got some. They score a ton of points, give up a lot too. But yeah, but yeah, that could be a very interesting game. Um, so we'll, Chester will be as healthy as they can be for that game. And if everything holds true next week, if if the if uh, if the seeds hold next week, we might have a brawl for it all. We could have a brawl for it all. We could have. Um, the chance for my alma mater to go undefeated against the rest of the Pick'em Show panels, including our buddy Richard's yep. alma maters, for the first time ever, I think. I'm sure. That they, that all three have – that one has played the other three. Yeah. I, was, I don't know if that's ever, that, that's ever mm-hmm. even happened. Yeah, that is possible. So, tell you what, uh, we, we have uh, about 11 games – that should only take us two and a half hours. Yep, we have 11 games uh, involving local – uh, teams, and we'll we'll focus on those. But let's just kind of run through the brackets, and just is there anything that jumps out at you outside of our area? One A, Upper State. I hate to say it, sure. Just well, the whole proceedings feel like they're settled. Yeah, I think pretty much. I think that's over with right uh, now. One A, Upper State, uh, especially. I would say that um, I think in the Upper State first round, the the. the about the only game I think should be really competitive is Great Falls Dixie. Yeah. That feels like that'll be probably a really fun matchup. 1A lower state's where it's at, man. There are some great – I mean, maybe not this week, but you've got um, C. Murray, who people are sleeping on a little bit because they didn't play for so very long. Yeah. They were off forever. But now here at the end of the year, they're playing really well. So I, I certainly think they're a factor. Lakeview, of course, will be. Whale Branch, Bamberg, Earhart. Baptist Hill, on their record, has two losses. Those were forfeits in games that they won easily. So they're Baptist, really they're undefeated on the field. Baptist Hill in the upper state? Baptist Hill, is surprisingly, is not in the upper state, despite the um, interesting geography that the high school league uh, uses on occasion. Uh, is there anything in two-way that jumps out at you boys? Uh, no, not in the upper state bracket. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Um, I think Saluda Aguilar in second in the second round yeah, could, could certainly be could be fun and entertaining. Yeah, could be the fact that Gray and Abbeville is a game that everybody's clamoring for, and it's going to be the third round if it happens. Um, yeah, is a little bit of a letdown. You know, it I, is. It, it's. I wish that the league had the purview to kind of rejigger the bracket. Yeah, I know that you can't do that, but. I, I kind of wish. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the lower part of the upper state bracket. Mm-hmm. Tell me why Chesterfield can't make a run to the 
upper state finals. Absolutely can. Absolutely can. Just given who they're – I mean, they're in there with Columbia, Landrum, mm-hmm. Newberry. Yeah, there's not a lot. St. Joe's, 96, Christchurch, Batesburg. So, I mean – Christchurch is a good team. Christchurch is a good team. Newberry has the best coach. Yeah. Among those remaining. Um, they, they've played a little better here lately. They've, they they've struggled some this year. Mm-hmm. But – um. And then lower state two A, I don't. Those aren't teams we see a lot. No. I know Philip Simmons has had a really good year. Have, yeah, they've had a real good year. Uh, who are the other ones? Marion, obviously they're undefeated. Sherall kind of came out of nowhere at the end of the year, and then Silver Bluff. I think that's I think that's the Bulldog Invitational, honestly. Yeah, that uh, lower half. Silver Bluff's good. Yeah, they really are. They're really good. Three uh, A bracket. Other than the, uh, the the teams that we cover, anything jumping out at you there? Yeah, I think Seneca can cut Lower Richland. Okay. Uh, they, they score a ton of points. They haven't been great on defense. Um, if we're just talking talent and how far could they go, mm-hmm. Lower Richland is a team that could make a run. They could. Now, oh. The night I saw them, it was pouring rain, very sloppy game on both sides, um, and they, they beat Chester in double overtime. Um, but they got some dudes. Yeah. I, I mean, they've got some, they've got some really, really – Good-looking athletes, and they're huge up front. I mean, if you just if you're just judging them, and I, I, again, I saw them one time in the rain in a game that was very sloppy. But you look at the rest of their schedule; they pretty much blew everybody else out, and they certainly on the hoof look like a team who could make a run. But I haven't seen Seneca, and they, you say they score a ton of points. They do. Um, why could, tell me why Broom can't get Powdersville. We'll talk more about that well, game later. Getting, they, getting, they almost did at the beginning of the year. They were up huge, and Powdersville came storming back at the beginning of the year. Dylan Ramirez is the best athlete in this bracket. Okay. I was going to say that that one, two, three, four with Lorraine and Ferrisville Central as well. Yeah, I feel like that could uh, that could go either way on all of those. Yeah, I, I was going to say Ren. I, I can't get a feel for Fairfield Central Ren at all. I can't either. Ren is. Well, Fairfield Central has been so inconsistent. Ren's probably the best two. Well, no, Clinton's the best two. Wren's the second best two in this draw. Right. I don't know. I can't get you look, a feel for it. Then you look at the like the, the ones in the lower state. Who do we have? Uh, what, Camden, Dillon, Oceanside, and who am I leaving off? Oceanside, uh, Dillon, Camden. Is Brooklyn Casey in the lower state? Yes. Okay, the one. Brooklyn yeah. Casey. Yeah. Um, Dillon and Camden, when they – Tangle, if they tangle, um, that would, which I think that would be third. I think that's third round. round. Yeah, uh, that would be a heck of a matchup. I'm kind of interested in the Ainer Camden matchup if they get to it at some point. Yeah, uh, 4A outside. Obviously, we do have a, we have a couple of 4A uh, teams in this area, but any, anything else jump out at you? Not really. Other I, than other than Greenville and Flora would meet in the second round. Yeah, that that one's huge. Well, is, does does Westside kind of interest you a little bit? Yeah, um, Peter Zamora, their quarterback, is an unbelievable talent, mm-hmm. and if he's healthy and ready and on the field, they've got a shot against literally anybody they play. They beat what's turned out to be a very good Burns team, sixty-six to sixty-four, right? Or sixty-four to sixty-two. I can't yeah, remember it was, which. It was, it, was in, a, it was in the sixties for was, sure. What in the UNC basketball is this? Right. Um, he gives them a chance every game that they're in. So that West Side's definitely interesting. I'm gonna tell you, there's no one I look at is 
Catawba Ridge is sitting at a number three. And how many times have we had to hear from people, oh, Catawba Ridge has this, they got that. Best quarterback in the country. Yeah. Well, they're going to get a chance to prove it against Westwood, and then if they get past that, they got Greenwood. So. Have fun with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the bracket, and I'm saying, like, I wonder if there's anything that would jump out and that might, might shock people. South Aiken's a one. They lost early to, was it Silver Bluff? They lost to a two, I think a two-way. I think it was Silver Bluff. No, 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 there's no, um, if you you would look that up. Um, No shame in that. Silver Bluff's very good. But a 4A team that is a one seed and not getting their doors blown off by any two-way, not named Abbeville or um, Gray probably, Mm -hmm. is a little surprising. And I looked at, South Aiken schedule. Now they 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 won all. They lost forty to nothing to Silver Bluff. In to the, Silver Bluff, in the first okay. game. And then you look at the rest of their schedule, and again they won the rest of their games, but uh, not the toughest schedule. Mm. No. Now I don't know a ton about Wilson, who's the at large, who whom they're playing, but could that be competitive? No, but that, I, that West Florence matchup no, in the next round. Uh, West no, Florence will beat them. Yeah, knowing, I, I think, knowing Wilson coach Rodney Mooney, who's in his first year. Um, opened a new stadium, had uh, some obviously by only playing eight games. You can tell they, they were victim of the COVID schedule a couple sure. of places. Yes, knowing Mooney like I know him, it will be competitive. Yeah, I'm just not sure that the scoreboard will reflect that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And then five A outside our area, anything? Here, here's my pronouncement. It includes inside and outside our area. The top half of that bracket is as weak a 5A bracket as I've ever seen. Okay. Um, the bottom is absolutely murderer's row. Yeah. You're looking at a second-round matchup that's probably going to be Gaffney and either Dorman or Hannah. Okay. You're looking at another second-round matchup that's probably going to be Burns-Northwestern. Yep. Really? Yep. And then... Burns or Northwestern against Gaffney or Dorman or Hannah. Right. And then there's that Spartanburg at the top. They've got a, a Woodmont this week, and they should, I honestly think they should handle business. But then you got, you know, Spring Valley could come in and cause some problems. And then Spartanburg would have to go to likely Hillcrest. Right. But then they'd be back home for whoever they're waiting on, on the other, from the other side of that bracket. Right. I just, I think that. I think finishing one in Region 25A was so important. Mm-hmm. I, you, you would rather be fourth than right. second or third. Sure. So it really kind of, that, that Spartanburg comeback last week really put Dorman behind the eight ball. Burns was going to be anyway. Burns was either, if Burns didn't win it, and we knew after the third quarter that they weren't going to, right. then they were going to be second or third. It was going to be much the same. They get a little bit easier path because they don't have to go to Hannah first. They do have a pretty good Malden team coming in. But then Northwestern in the second round is your reward. No offense to the Bulldogs, Jamie. Mm. But Northwestern in the second round is your reward. Is your quote reward. Hey. Correct. Congrats. Yeah. The, the bottom half of that bracket is ridiculously tough, and the top half is ridiculously easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's turn uh, our attention to uh, – and, five, and, and before we gloss over Lower State 5A, yep. Dutch Fork, period. Okay, yeah. Um, let's turn our attention to the games of local interest. Um, because we always pick them, we're going to put Blacksburg on here. 
I didn't write many notes down because I don't. I didn't see the point. No, no, no offense uh, to our friends up the road near the gigantic, comically oversized fireworks stand. Uh, Blacksburg is, uh, I think, one in uh, one in seven. Did they yeah, play eight games. One, one in seven. And they're going to be at Abbeville, ten and zero, top ranked, unbeaten, defending state champion Abbeville, who has outscored their competition this year, four hundred and sixty to forty eight. So there are. Right. It's been a tough year for Blacksburg. Yeah. Um, Dre Buxton's played well. Rushes for six, a little bit more than six and a half a carry. Yeah. Um, they've just they've struggled. Um, it, it's Friday night's gonna be bad. Um, one of the most intriguing things to watch, and I don't think he'll get a chance to add to it this week unless Blacksburg gets way behind. Um, Jeremiah Lomax, defensive back for the Panthers, at one point this year had returned an interception for a touchdown in five straight games. Good grief. That is so stupid. The national record for pick sixes in a year is six. Okay. So he's he's one from tying the national record. Wow. He did, he did his five have come in five straight games. Um, I don't know that Blacksburg will throw it enough or that he'll play long enough. For it to happen this week, but yeah, man, who knows that that that's a that's so the, a, a the national record is six. Yeah, that's okay. Wow, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's crazy though if you go look at the the, the record book. Yeah, you know, I think it's still Antoine Robinson from Louisville that holds the record for mo- for most picks, not pick sixes, interceptions in a season. He's tied, tied with yeah. sixteen. Yeah. That's a dude at a 1A school in the late 90s when nobody threw the ball. Right. Especially not in 1A. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how did you even <clears throat> play? Playing it, that's back before zone became all the rage. Yeah. Um, a lot of cover one. Yeah. But nobody threw the ball either. Well, Especially but, at that level. But when they had to throw the ball, yeah. he's guarding the guy back then. I, I'm just sure. I, I'm, again, this is just my theory. He, his guy is the other team's best guy. Right. So maybe there's forcing it over there. Maybe there's a ridiculous pass rush that helps him out. Right. I would stop throwing it in his direction. Yeah. Again, that's just me. Ever. But <laughs> you know how that is. Everybody thinks they have the quarterback that can Right. He ain't be. seen my guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, so I, I, it's not a need to beat that dead horse. No. I, that's not that's not gonna be a very a very competitive game, I'm afraid. Uh, how about Crescent, who is four and five at Chesney, who's three and seven? Uh, Crescent actually won three of four to end the season. They beat Liberty their last time out, fifty to seven. Yeah, Chesney was struggling, struggling at the midway point of the season, uh, and they did get beat pretty bad uh, by Mid Carolina, and I guess that's a non you know, region game mm. their, their last time out. But prior to that, they had won three straight games. Yeah. Um, to to. You know, have a nice finish, get a home playoff game. Uh, what do you boys think on that one? Chessie's pretty banged up. Um, there are some injuries there. They're going to be without a couple of key people. Um, that said, I do think they can win this. Yeah. I, what they do on offense is enough to keep them in a lot of things because it's such a different look. I think Crescent kind of does a little bit of the same thing. Run heavy, yeah. uh, a little bit of deception. Um, Dylan Bennett is going to have to play well for Chesney. He, he's a, a two-way guy. He's one of their A-backs. And he also plays linebacker slash safety. 
So Chesney's got to have a big game out of them. I, I'm going to take the Eagles. That's a long ride. It's a two versus three. I think Chesney's region was better than Crescent's. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you, Jed. I think uh, I think the region was better. I think they played better competition throughout, and I think Coach Lewis knew that coming into the season that they were going to be young, but they were going to have to get a little bit better. They were going to play good competition to be better at this time of year. And I, I think uh, their defense has been playing a lot better as the season's gone along. So I, I think uh, I'm like to take the Eagles as well, especially with it being a home matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that because <clears> – <throat> You know, you start looking at uh, at Crescent's wins during the year. One of them was a close win over 1A Dixie, uh, some team from Georgia that I have never heard of, West Oak and Liberty. Mm-hmm. So that's not exactly a murderer's row. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's a game that, that Chesney can win as well. All right, Landrum's going to be at Newberry. Both teams are four and five. Uh, Landrum actually enters on a three-game losing streak, unfortunately. They fell to St. Joe's last week. It was a competitive game, though. I think it was 21-17. Uh, Newberry lost to Gray in their last game. It was fairly competitive, high scoring, 56-29. Now, this is not necessarily the kind of defense or, or team we're used to seeing from Newberry in recent years. No. Uh, but gave Gray a pretty game effort last week, and they did seem to be playing a little bit better uh, toward the end of the season. What do you think about this game? I think both of these teams played a little bit better toward the end of the season. Landrum's three losses notwithstanding. That, right. The loss to um, St. Joseph's for the region title the other night, Landrum would have crawled into a tie, and then there would have been some tiebreakers applied. But right. Landrum played really well. They lost 21-17. They led late. Right. Um, huge fourth down conversion for St. Joe's. Kind of flipped it there at the end. Um. Landrum has, like as you mentioned, lost three in a row, but they played well in those losses. Um, they shortened the game. They worked the clock. Right. Jesse Bowers runs that offense really well. On the other side of the field, you've got an absolute legend coaching for his last stretch run. Right. It's going to be a war. Um, again, road trip. All the emotion of, hey, this could be Coach Strickland's last game. Right. I like Newberry. All right. James. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think what Coach Farmer has done up at Landrum this year, because they came into this year and everybody was oh, they're having to redo their whole offense. Been, what, what he's done up there has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they've been able to put together the season that they have is, is astonishing, I mean, for me. Um, but I'm like a Jed on that. As good as I think they've played this year, they I just think they drew a bad draw with Newberry and the possibility of it being the Strickland's last game. Yeah. And if you can't get up for a game like that, it's a player that to try to win it for, for a legend in this last go around. Yeah. I don't I don't know when you would, so I'm kinda like yeah, I think Newberry might just have a little bit too much emotion on their side. I, I agree and then you know the other thing is, generally, unless you just completely out-athlete Phil Strickland, he's usually going to beat you. Mm-hmm. Unless you just totally outdoed him, it's at least going to be very competitive. Usually, if the talent's even, he wins. Yeah. And 
when you run a an effective, as y'all mentioned, but also very one-dimensional offense, I feel like that's something that Strickland can scheme to stop. Yeah. And I kind of agree with y'all. Hard, hard to see him going out in his last go-round in the first round. Good, Very good season for Landrum, but I think we all think Newbery is going to take that one. Blue Ridge is 2-7. and seven. They'll be at the Chapman Panthers, 7-2. and two. Blue Ridge beat Berea 35-32 uh, when last they played. Chapman uh, beat Broom 48-41, and they finished on a hot streak, but won their last three games by a combined 11 points. Um, so they, they, they were in a couple of dogfights down the stretch, but I don't think they will be on Friday, Jet. I, I, think, I think Chapman might be as prepared for this postseason as a Chapman team has been in the past several years, including a couple of stretch runs where they won it. Right. Um, they've had their hearts broken a couple times. Uh, they've come from behind a couple times. They've won close. They've blown people out. It, it all starts up front for Chapman. Their offensive line is huge and old and talented. And behind them, Drew Settle has thrown four more touchdowns and yards in a season than any Chapman Panther quarterback ever. Right. Derek Miller has the single game rushing mark. He ran for 318 last week. Um, DJ Black has set the single game record for uh, yards in a yards receiving in a game. They've been une- they looked uneven a little bit at the beginning of the year. Yeah. These scores here at the end haven't been what you're used to seeing with Chapman scores. Right. DJ Black didn't play the other week. Clinton was as fired up as they could possibly be, and it was Tim McClurkin's first game back. Right. I think that the Panthers are going to – I think they make another run. Now, if next week's matchup that we're predicting with Chester comes to pass, that will be, in my opinion, as big a game as those two teams have ever played against one another. Sure. Because they played when Chester was good and Chapman wasn't. And a couple of years ago, Chapman Chester was very good, but Chapman was an absolute buzzsaw. Yes. I'm I'm – I'm not counting my chickens, but I'm so looking forward to next week. That would that should be a lot of fun. So I guess that means how it plays need, out. I guess that means you need to give me Chapman in this one. Yeah. Well, I don't. That, I don't think anything. <laughs> right. I don't think really any variables much matter in this one. To yeah. be honest with you, James, what do you think? Um, Chapman scores a lot of points. Blue Ridge doesn't. Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Ridge. Did they manage? I, I'm I'm trying to uh, look here. Did beating Berea by three last week is that what got them in? Who? who Blue Ridge. Uh, yes. That's what got them gonna, in. There was going to be some sort of tie or something. Yeah. Beating Berea and decided they, it. And they give they give up over 40 points a game, and that um, is not a recipe for success against Chapman. It is not. So I like Chapman by a lot. We uh, alluded to this one a little bit early. Broom is 4-6. and six. They'll be at Powdersville, who is 10-0. and 0. Broom lost to Chapman last week. A, a good competitive game, though, 48-41. Um Broom scores a ton of points, and they give up a ton of points. Yep. They, they're averaging over 35 a game, about 36 a game, and they're giving up a little over 40 a contest. Yep. So uh, they have some basketball-like scores. And then Powdersville's undefeated. Um, they beat Southside last week, 43-12. to 12. Uh, These two teams played early, you said, Jed? And they did, yeah. Um, and, and, again, Powdersville's undefeated, and I, I don't, I'm not, not saying this to knock them, but because they've, they've – They've played who's on the schedule, and they beat everybody. And not many teams can do that. However, 
if you look at who they've played, it's not exactly a murderer's row, mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. So, Palmerville did win this first one. It was 46-28. Okay. It was in week zero. Yep. Rome had a huge lead, and Powdersville came roaring back. Um, Thomas Williams is the running back, main running back for Powdersville. He he does some some really good things. Jalen Rambert at linebacker is the top-ranked recruit in the state for next year. Okay. That said, Dylan Ramirez has... 3,700 combined offensive yards. Woo! Um, he throws it, good? Uh, it's fair. He throws it well. He, he moves the chains with his feet. He, he's, he's an elusive runner. Um, Jameer Dewberry in the backfield has more than 1,500 all-purpose yards. He is a rugged, rugged running back. He's right out of 1,000 um, there. He, he's caught passes out of the backfield for right around 500. Yeah, I've said to a couple people this week that Region Three could be four and zero. You know what, Brian? I just think they play better people. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we we've all had this conversation throughout the years. Is Powdersville really that good, or is it uh, their schedule that's making them that good? Yeah. And well, obviously, if you're ten to know, you're good. Yeah, I, you're, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, sure. Yeah, sure. But, but but again, you you know, you look at the schedule, and it is, it is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, you you play who's there. I right. mean, that's that's all you can do. But I think Bruce played better competition throughout the year for and, sure. And they've been in it pretty much every game to a point. Um, either leading the game at some point or having to come back on people and getting back into games. But I'm like Jeb with that offense that they have. They're in every game, and I feel like they're very similar to how Chapman is with their offense. They have a shot to be in every game, and I, I just think they're going to go on the road and pull the upset. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you start looking. Um, the only loss that jumps out to me a little bit on Broom's schedule when they were playing up considerably was Indian Land. Yeah, um, early outside that. It was a lot of really – the games they lost were really competitive games. Oh, the Clinton game wasn't necessarily. But other than that, aside from that, you know, they gave Ch- Chapman all they wanted last week. And that was a one-touchdown game. Yeah. Um, they gave Powdersville all they wanted already once right. this year. Um, so they know that they can go it's, – it's not a typical 4-6 and six versus 10-0 and 0 where you walk no. in there thinking like, hey, we got no shot yeah. at this. They know they can compete with them because they already did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought I might would be the one sneaking up on y'all and uh, picking broom to upset the bracket apple cart here. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing. Well, you didn't. So, you didn't sneak up on nobody then. <laughs> no, no, I sure didn't. Woodruff is four and five. They'll be at four and six Southside. Woodruff lost to Clinton thirty-nine to seventeen last week. They had won three straight games uh, prior to that loss, however. Southside lost to Powdersville, as we mentioned, 43-12. to They had won four straight games before that. So both of these teams struggled early, Jed, but have kind of rallied and played better once they got into region. Yeah. Um, again, it's a matter of which region. We just indicted Powdersville for not having played anybody. Right. Uh, Southside ran second to them in that region. Yep. Woodruff is getting healthy again. Um, I'm going to read you boys some numbers. If you'll give me just a second to pull them up, because it's going to take me 
a minute. Um, sure. I think in the meantime, um, I'm got, I'm got them now. James and I were going to discuss the monkey again well, to kill I, some time. I have okay. them now. All right. Um, uh, you tell me if this is any good. Eleven for one twenty-four and two touchdowns. Yeah. Thirty-two for two twenty and five touchdowns. Fifteen for eighty-two and a score and about a half of the play. Okay. Twenty-two for two forty-eight and four touchdowns. Thirty-two for two hundred six and a touchdown. Okay. That's one twelve for eight eighty and thirteen touchdowns. Seven point nine yards a carry. Yeah. That is what Woodruff's Demarion Elmore has done in region play. Wow. 880 yards and 13 touchdowns in half a season. Jeez. Um, Woodruff is a better team than Southside and will beat Southside. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was going to say. I, can, I concur, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I don't really have nothing else to add except that. Right. Woodruff, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Southside was, was second in a region that just wasn't very good. Right. Um, frankly. And uh, Woodruff played much better down the stretch. Have been scoring a ton of points, moving the ball. As yeah. you just said, I, I don't, I don't know that that'll be all that competitive necessarily. But you think when the trick or trigger was attacked, they were ringing the doorbell? I'm sorry. What's the next game? <laughs> Something about making change for a Sacagawea dollar. Yep. Please, please hurry. <laughs> Uh, okay. If you want the good candy, you got to go to the back room. <laughs> right. Right. Next here. Here's some milk buds. <laughs> Nerds are ten dollars. <laughs> Full size Snicker for twenty five in the garage. <laughs> Nerds. Oh, okay. Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Next game. Something something whoppers. Yeah. I was gonna say mounds or whatever. <laughs> And there's an almond joy joke there somewhere. somewhere. Probably, I should yeah. probably just let somewhere. let lay. Um, but okay, how about Greer Westside? Greer's five and five. Uh, Westside five and four. Greer uh, lost to Lawrence last week, forty nine thirty five. Westside uh, has won four straight. Uh, beat Pickens forty eight to seven this past week. Uh, what do you think? Greer actually beat Westside earlier in the season. Okay, um, in a game that Westside I think had twenty six guys. Due to some COVID uh, concerns okay. and whatnot, I, it's it's like I said earlier. Zamora gives you a good shot any game you're in. He is just, he is a phenomenal quarterback. Right. Um, Greer has put some things together, but they looked un, uneven. Right. A good bit of the time. This is another contrast in styles. Um, you got two tough, hard-nosed coaches, Scott Early and Will Young. They, yeah. they know you're not going to surprise either one of them. So it's going to come down to talent. And I think Zamora will be the best player on the field. And I'll take West Side. Okay. Yeah. I, Greer seemed like you never could quite figure out who they were throughout the season. Every time we thought they were going to win a game, they they would somehow find a way to lose it. And 
and vice versa. But it seems like Westside, after the first two or three weeks, when everybody kind of thought they were going to be good, and they weren't. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they got good. Well, and they, they, they weren't because they were sick. That's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden, everybody got healed up, and now they've kind of who we thought they were going to be. And they seem to be able to score points with against anybody. And I'm going to have to I'll have to take the west side. I'd pay extra for a chunky. <laughs> I knew Travis? That, I knew that about you, oddly enough. You, I mean, you heard my backside trap joke. Yep, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, west side. I'm more interested in making candy bar jokes at this point. Second time this year we've been able to make right. candy bar jokes, but for different right. reasons. Under vastly different circumstances. Yes, under very different circumstances. Sure have. You got all three musketeers in there. What the freak you like? As you like. A hundred grand? A hundred grand? Are you crazy? <laughs> it ain't payday. God. <laughs> all right. All right. You must want an apartment on Fifth Avenue. Mm. Oh, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What's the next game, Travis? Some, it's, uh, something, it's, uh, something. What's call it? <laughs> Very good. Bye. Something, something, Tootsie Roll. <laughs> it is not, in fact, the butterfly. Mm-mm. Hey, baby girl, you want to see my everlasting gobstopper? <laughs> I stopped a gob before. Gobstopper? I hardly know her. You know who would like that joke? Who's that? Reggie. Reggie. Reggie sure would. Yeah, I could be your sugar daddy. Last time you thought about a Reggie bar. Come on. It's the last time. It's a little Debbie Star Crunch. Yeah. The last time. An orange wrapper. The last last time time you mentioned it. They're great. (laughs) They're very, they were excellent. Dad wouldn't let me have one. He hated the Yankees so much. So much, but (laughs) that's understandable. Mm hmm. Right. Sitting here trying to think of a Mr. Good bar joke. Yeah, me too. I think I just made one. <laughs> I think sometimes you don't even have to make the joke. It just right. Right. Sometimes you could just say zero. You could say just... zero, and it just autofills to <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right. I'd like a bit of honey. Yeah, I, was, I was going with a bit of honey next. <clears throat> yeah, bit of honey was going to be next. Bit of honey was next. Uh-huh. Okay. Y'all want to talk about uh, Woodmont and Spartanburg now? Or it's better than me making a Zagnut joke. Yep, so sure, sure is. Uh, Woodmont is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They've lost three straight. They lost to Walhalla last week and gave up 64 points in doing so, by the way. That's a lot. 64-32 was the final in that one. Uh, Spartanburg, I, I, I think they're 6-1 and one since they got their quarterback healthy. True story. Back on the field. Yep. Uh, the only loss was to Dutch Fork in a game that was not – a As com- one side, a complete yeah. ass whipping. Right. Uh, they beat Dorman last week. I think. I think you were at that game. I was. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, sounded like a, a really exciting ending. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. They won that one. What do you think? Uh, Spartanburg's going to have in the playoffs. Going down, going down the, the stretch. Spartanburg's going to have to run it better than they did last week. Right. 
That said, they did score three touchdowns on the ground. They just didn't have any explosive plays. Right. Um, Andrew Danton had a great game at receiver, including the game winner. Um, he's, he, played, he's had a good season. He's he's a, to be their game breaker, which yeah. he is. He's also a really physical guy, yeah. And you don't see that combination much. And yeah. he's not huge. Either. Yeah, he's not a he's not a big guy. If you walked on the field and just look, you yeah, wouldn't who, say that's the yeah, best. Who's receiver. the best receiver on the field? Yeah. It, you'd pick three or four numbers before yeah. you got to fifteen. Yeah, but he is. Yeah. Um, Jeter has played just amazingly well. He uh, got banged up a little bit, uh, like a, a little bit of a leg injury last week. I don't think it's serious, but he's played really, really well for the Vikings. And what's been overlooked a little bit, because they have been giving up some points, but that defense, Judah McGimsey had 15 tackles last week, and right. Dorman was trying their best to stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said earlier, I think this is a, a pretty easy draw on this half of the bracket for everybody in it. But I think Spartanburg is considerably better than Woodmont. Yeah. I think, like Travis said, they since they got the quarterback, since Judah got healthy, They've been a completely different team, and we kind of thought that was going to be the case. And they've proven that. And Mark Hodge uh, is kind of just doing what Mark Hodge does when he gets somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, you have to go with the Vikings in this one. Yeah. Did y'all know there was a uh, candy bar called Long Boys Coconut? I did not. I am. I'm glad to know that. You don't. You know. It's a real thing. Look, man. See, long boys coming up. I saw Travis over at Google and stuff, and I'm smiling. Yeah, I knew something that was coming. I just didn't know. Uh, Something called a nut goodie bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about Charleston Chews. (laughs) Charleston Chews. Hey, Travis, who are you going to take in the Woodmont Smartware game? How about a Chico Stick? Oh, oh, there's something called a Big Hunk Bar. Pick. Spartanburg. Thanks. You're not even going to be competitive. Come on, pal. Speaking of, well, I don't know. This next one I don't think is, but I'll, I'll see what you boys think. Uh, we got Rock Hill at Gaffney. Rock Hill's 2 and 6. Gaffney 10 and 0. Rock Hill lost to Northwestern 50 to 7 last week. Um, their only two wins were over Blythewood and Clover by a combined seven points during the year, but that gets them in the playoffs. Gaffney's 10 and 0, uh, beat Fort Mill 48 to 14. Gaffney has played a lot of really close and some sometimes close games that you weren't expecting to be close. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case in this one, Jed. But what do you think? I've seen Gaffney a couple times now, and I I, I watch their their scores and, and look at the stats that are sent to me pretty closely. Gaffney is not doing one thing more than Gaffney has to do to win football games. Okay. Gaffney's not tipping their hand. We we still haven't seen what Grayson Loftus at quarterback is capable of. I think we will in the next two weeks. But if you've got Tyler Smith and Ken Littlejohn who <coughs> are and, and another uh, couple of running backs who spell them sometimes when you're rushing for nearly 300 yards a game and winning 5A football games right. why would you Expose anything more than you have to, sure, and, and tip anybody off. Right. I think I think Gaffney is probably the best team left in the upper state bracket. Yeah, I, I think I think it's down to Gaffney and Northwestern. Honestly, I think um, where Gaffney does have weaknesses, other teams have not done a great job of exposing those, and Gaffney's gotten fixed. 
I think this is the Indians in a big way. Okay. Yeah. Gaffney, Gaffney's Russian attack, I saw it in person, and they're just tough. And that, yeah. the, that and, and I mean, having a little John back there is shocking. That, right. Yeah. And, but, and are you defense, kidding? Is that like the a first time thing? First time ever. And then defensively, you got Jesus Dowdle, yeah. you got Landon Bullock, all those guys over there. They're unbelievably fast. Yeah. Bullock has seven takeaways this year. And I think that's what's going to make Gaffney a tough matchup for everybody going forward is their defense. Right. And, and you literally don't have any tape on what Grayson Loftus can do at quarterback. Yeah. You, you've seen a couple of impressive throws. You've seen him be efficient. He's a different dude, and he mm-hmm. just hasn't had to be yet. But all that considered, I believe, you got to take Gaffney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just – Rockhill's just not very good for starters. Mm-hmm. And um, although Gaffney's had a tendency, like you said, to do about what they have to do right. to beat you, I think that that's not going to be that's not going to be have to be much on Friday. I, I just I, I, again, Rocky will beat Clover, who's not who's not a great team this year. Barely beat them. Uh, did get a nice win over Blackwood, but uh, outside that, that, that's pretty much been it. They've had some lopsided losses, so I think we all like the Indians there. Uh, James, your Bowling Springs Bulldogs mm-hmm. made the playoffs at one and nine. They lost to Greenwood forty-five to fourteen last week. They'll be at nine and one Northwestern. They've won nine straight uh, since losing the close one to South Point early in the year. Beat Rock Hill fifty to seven last week. Um, they have an all-name candidate at running back, Turbo Richard. <laughs> Their running back's name is Turbo. That's like having a left tackle named Fatio Blocks Good. <laughs> up, front, up front paving the way for Turbo and quarterback flinging McStrong arm. The quarterback is Will Madison. Is Will Madison. Correct. He is the north, one of the north all-star quarterbacks. Correct. Which is this year's equivalent to being a Shrine Bowl quarterback. Right. And he's earned it. And he's earned and he's it. He's very good. And... I don't think Bowling Springs has anything in the holster that's going to challenge Northwestern. As sorry as I can be to my buddy Jamie, yeah, this is just not the year. Having seen them in person this year, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. I just I'm I'm gonna, I think like I think we all know this is probably going to be the end of the road, as we say. Yeah, but uh, I do want to say. Uh, Cam Williams and Carmelo Martin for Bowling Springs, two running backs, have had good years, had good games throughout the season. Yeah. And uh, Carmelo Martin is a track star for Bowling Springs. Right. And he, if you ever get a chance to watch him play, when, if he breaks through that first line of defense, it's amazing to watch because nobody's going to catch him on the field. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this is going to be the end of the road. Yeah, it, it is. Um, like I said, I saw Northwestern uh, during the season. Um, saw them against Chester, which was a pretty, which is a competitive game. But they, they, I think they won 42-26. Madison, they, they, they worked the short passing game a lot. A lot of times to Richard actually, but he, a lot of screen. They'll, they'll dink you and dunk you with their screens. Then they, they bust you over the top. Madison's very accurate, pretty athletic. Uh, on top of that, a lot of weapons. Richard's a very good running back. Offensive line is really good. Um, I, yeah, this is yeah, it's just not. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a very competitive game. I don't think um, Northwestern will move on, and uh, they're to me. If you look at their resume, they have one of the best resumes of anybody 
look at who they beat, how much they beat them by over the course of the year, and the fact that they're on a nine-game win streak. Um, so when would they meet Gaffney, Jed? When would that uh, collision happen? Gaffney would have the winner of Dorman and Hannah next week. Okay. And then Northwestern would be the following week. Okay. Third if, round. If, if, if everything plays out the way we think it will. So that, that, that could be that, an interesting That, that would be a heck of a game for sure. And finally, we have uh, Dorman. They're four and five. They'll be at T.L. Hannah, who's nine and one. Dorman comes in having lost three of four, including to Spartanburg last week, 28-24. Hannah was cruising, boy. They were 9-0. and They were undefeated, and they got the crap out of them by Hillcrest last week. And it was never close. It was, it was 44-28 was the final, but it was what, 20, 24 to nothing. 24 to nothing. Yeah. Like, like you blinked, and it was like the game yeah. was pretty much already over. But when you, we talk about it, it seemed like there was a lot of mistakes on their part. Well, and and well, mistakes on their point, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yes. going forward on fourth down is not a mistake. Yeah, well, well, well it's a mistake. For, yeah, going, on, going, going forward on fourth down and Hillcrest stopping it. Yeah, yeah. And then the Getting other thing, up a ninety some yard kick return. Yeah. And then the other thing with that, you know, sometimes things, you know, snowball starts going down the hill and it's right. just not your night. But the other thing about Hannah is they're not, and they have they haven't been put in a position where they had to until this past Friday night. They're not the kind of team that's built for a big comeback necessarily. No, they're you not. put them in a deep hole, a yeah. team that runs with the wing, yeah, or something. That's not necessarily a team that can play catch up no. real quick if they're put in the position they were this past Friday night. So, all that said, Jed, uh, Dorman at Tail Hannah, what do you think? I think that Dorman had Spartanburg dead last week, dead, done, finished. Third quarter was over. Dorman had clinched the tiebreaker. All they had to do was go win it and go win it. But they couldn't deliver the knockout. Right. Um, this is going to be a very interesting game offensively because, for the most part, with some exception, yeah, T.L. Hanna is one-dimensional because they want to be, and Dorman is one-dimensional because they have to be. Right. Um, when Dorman has played well, when Dorman has been successful, it's been because they were able to stay ahead of the sticks uh, Hudson Talley was able to complete some important passes. Right. Camarius Bowmore came in and directed some uh, the rushing attack. Uh, Foster played well at running back. And mostly Hudson Lee and Bo Roseboro have dictated policy on the defensive end. Right. If they're going to do that against Hannah, they're going to have to get in front because Hannah doesn't want a touchdown every play. They want four yards and the clock to run. Right some of those turn into 80-yard touchdowns. That's just the nature of that offense. You miss an assignment and somebody's gone. Right. Um, their running backs are so effective and the success is spread out so much. Cameron Johnson is is the main guy, but it seems like everybody gets a little gets a little piece in that offense. That's how you keep those A-backs happy, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think Dorman is capable of going on the road and knocking Hannah off. They are. I'm going to go with the run defense that I've seen, and I'm going to pick Dorman. Okay. But the outcome of this one's not going to surprise me if it's the other way. The only thing that's going to surprise me in this one is a blowout one way or the other. Okay. All right. James? I think this is a 2-3 matchup of two teams that neither one thought they'd see each other in a 2-3 matchup. Because – Hannah was the presumptive region champion yeah. to kick off, and Dorman was the presumptive region champion as late as the midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. and I, it is, I, it's a surprising matchup, I think, for everybody mm-hmm. that this is where they're at. And 
man, I tell you that that offense of T.L. Hannah's, I just if you you have to be able to be really sure about stop and run, and there's sometimes I don't know if Dorman's as good at stopping the run. They're good. I, I don't know. Spartan rushed for thirty something yards last well, week. Okay, but it can, it can be a, that offense if you, when you don't see it on a regular basis, it can be tough to yeah, stop. Yeah, it's a bear. No, yeah. no question. And if it was at Dorman, I would take Dorman. But since it's at T.L. Hanna, I'm going to take T.L. Hanna. Yeah. Again, there's no argument there at all. Just and the, the, other thing is, yeah. the other thing is this, and it's mostly feel, but you just kind of look at the season, and generally Dorman has lost close to good teams. Mm-hmm. That they lost to Clark. I mean, they've lost three or four. Lost close to Gaffney, lost close to Burns, beat Wethampton, who's not very good, and then lost close to Spartanburg. True. And they're playing another – Good team, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a similar result. Okay. I, I, I'm, I would pick Hannah in a very close game, in one that could admittedly go either way. Absolutely, yeah. because it, I it won't almost, be shot however to score. Sure, yeah, sure. No, I definitely wouldn't either. All right, boys. I think we got that's one, everything. We got one we missed. What is that? Six and three. Malden is at five and five. Burns. No, I did miss that one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, Jaden Lucas and Randy Caldwell are the two Division One defensive backs yeah. for. Um, Malden Lucas going to Clemson, Caldwell's going to North Carolina. Right. Um, they've both been playing some offense, playing a good bit of offense for the Mavericks. Um, I think that they're going to need to focus on defense because Gabe Rogers has thrown for 3,100 yards and 31 touchdowns and two interceptions. Goodness gracious. So, under the radar, because of the way the season's played out, because of some of the whispers about the defense, which admittedly was terrible early in the year. Yeah. It's under the radar that there's a gunslinger in Duncan again. He is, I mean, flinging it around. Um, I think Burns wins and, and sets up that matchup with Northwestern next week. Okay. Um, those two defensive backs for uh, Malden are pretty strong. Yeah. I've seen them in mm-hmm. myself. They are. And Burns averages 39 points and 500 yeah. yards a game. Yeah. Yep. Where's, where's this game being played at? At Burns. Because of that reason, I'm gonna take Burns. Yeah, I, I would like to uh, take Burns in that one, probably in kind of a shootout score. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. um, and then if if everything plays out, Burns versus Northwestern next week. Ooh boy, mm-hmm. that'd be a game. Uh, there's about to be a run on bulbs because of Christmas, so go buy you some before mm-hmm. that happens. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, if you boys have anything else, nope, that's all I got. Goo goo cluster. Change had much to say, but man, I still think them cats are great. They were asking if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. I told them you were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy.